And what you're saying about pro days, I've said this before. If we were going by pro bed days, Geno Smith's the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> <laughs> You play to win the game. A Canadian take on America's favorite pastime. Third and ten with Ryan, Liam, and Jacob. It is May the third, twenty twenty, and we're coming at you with another episode of Third and Ten with Ryan, Liam, and Jacob. Forgot my own, my, my own name there for a second. That's okay. Liam, save me. Uh, so it's not only is it just, uh, Ryan, Liam, and Jacob today, we have a very special guest for the first time ever. We have Mr. Mark from the Brush Crew podcast. Mark, how are you doing, man? Talk to him. Talk to him. I'm, I'm just out here living, man. I'm happy to be on here. I'm glad you all finally, uh, woke up the goals to let me in here. I'm happy to be You're here. You're the, the first guest that we've had on, I think. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, is that, it's only right. It's only right. <laughs> uh, it kind of has to be. Before we get rolling, do I gotta do I gotta keep this clean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, nah. you, if you if you let one slip every now and then, that's cool. I'll just edit it out. We generally try and keep it, you know, for for all the good Christians. As a person who has uh, sworn on live radio, I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fuck it. I'll behave. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, so the draft just wrapped up, and uh, we're going to yell about that for a while. Number one overall, Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville. Nobody surprised? Nah. It should have been Justin Fields. <laughs> there was There's one thing that I, I thought was interesting about this, and that's I believe it was leaked how much money he's going to be getting from Jacksonville. So it's a four-year deal uh, plus a fifth-year option. And it's going to be okay. worth uh, three, th- so thirty-six million seven hundred ninety-three thousand four hundred and eighty-six, including Jesus. the signing bonus of twenty-four million. All right, but is it not like a is it not like a standard contract? Like, is that not what the standard would be for the number one pick this year? Like, I know I th- inflation happens, but I think. There's like some sort of way to calculate how much the contracts are worth based on like what the top players in that position make, kind of similar to the franchise tag. I'm not it's like sure a percentage, about that, I though. believe. Oh crap! Yeah. Gotcha. So does quarterbacks make so much money now? Like, <laughs> yeah. Number one. Overall. How much did Kyler Murray make in his first year, though? Like his first uh, contract? Oh, uh, probably. I think a he's, lot. St- he's still on his first. I don't know. That's that still seems like a big amount for four years. I don't know. I don't know. Money. Well, they got the fifth year option too. I mean, so. Urban Meyer's already <laughs> used to paying people, too. so it doesn't really matter. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we knew we knew Trevor Lawrence was was going to the Jaguars right away. I mean, he's the most high prospect in what like twenty years, something like that, and he was already doing something charity and philanthropy and stuff in Jacksonville, like well before the draft. I mean, it was it was oh, yeah. It was etched in stone for a while now, right? So, no surprise there. And it's the right pick. Yeah. I mean, the the first two picks, nobody was really surprised. Zach Wilson going to New York at number two. We all saw that one coming as well. Yeah, I don't agree with it, but, I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, especially after Wilson. Well, especially after Darnold getting traded to Carolina, it's like they're definitely going for, for Wilson. 
Yeah, I, I mean, like Zach Wilson is a great quarterback. He we sh- he showed us through college, uh, right. especially made BYU into you know kind of a big name team now. And now he he's not worth the second round pick or the second overall pick. I just think he's not the second best quarterback available. I look, it's obvious the Jets are going for a quarterback, but are we a hundred percent sure Zach Wilson is the second best quarterback available? Are we yeah, all really sure J- about that? So can I? Oh, yeah. we can say that about everyone. Can I just though? chime in on yeah, this J- one, can Mark? Say that about if Trey I can Lance. just kind of challenge that. So talk I, to me. I think the reason why people he went second overall is because people look at him and they just see Patrick Mahomes, the most recent kind of star that's developed. And we both know, we all know that Mahomes he slipped in that draft, right? He went behind Trubisky, yeah. which was a terrible bust, and he also yeah. went behind Watson, who let's not even get into that. <laughs> at the moment but he worked yeah. out for the most part yeah. but i think people they just don't want another mahomes slipping through the cracks and he just shows everything that reminds them of him so i think that's why he went so high all right okay a couple things uh first i, I agree with the take on the mahomes thing but we gotta understand that mahomes is the exception not the rule right he's like the steph curry of the nfl if you look, I'll try not to get too far out of left field here, but if you look at Curry and how much he's changed the game, and now everybody's jacking fast break threes and all that, thinking they're going to play the same level of production. Curry's the exception, not the rule. Mahomes is the same way. You're not going to find another quarterback that's going to play or excel at the, at the rate that Mahomes does. So with Zach Wilson, uh, it was that, and it's also because he had such a good camp and he had such a good he had such a good workouts and stuff leading up to the draft so it was i think it was the timing of him raising his draft stock that made it work i just i don't know man it it wouldn't have been if i if i'm the jets i need a quarterback and i see the guys that are available it wouldn't have been the pick for me i want him to do well it's not that i don't want that to work out but it's just not the choice i would so are you a fields guy then you think Fields should have went number two in your opinion I would have gone Lance. You would have went Lance, okay. Or, I would have gone Lance or Fields before Wilson. Okay. I, I would have gone Lance. Well, that one. transitions us really well into pick number three, which was San Francisco taking Trey Lance. And a lot of people thought they were mm-hmm. going to go Mac Jones. Uh, I mean, I think most of us like the pick of Trey Lance at three. Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it caught us by surprise. Um yeah, because I thought they were either. I thought honestly they were going to go Justin Fields, and then they uh, came up with Trey Lance. I'm pretty sure all of us, because uh, we were all watching it, we just had our jaws dropped. Yeah, I, I know you, you know, Jacob. Uh, you thought it was going to be Jones, like sixty percent. I yeah, think. that's what I said. I was convinced it was Jones. They're saying that Lance didn't even know he was the pick before that. Like they kept a secret from everybody until they made the decision. Right? It was down to Lance and uh, Jones, and then they decided. Yeah, they did a really good job there with with just like covering that up and keeping it a secret and like nobody I, I think Trey Lance was like people were thinking it would be Fields over Lance too at number three. Yeah, yeah I heard some of that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's also a guy coming from North Dakota State and then Ohio State, you know, so I guess that's also why it caught us by surprise. North Dakota State isn't that big or well known compared to Well Liam, Ohio it depends State. where you are, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you yes, what, if you yeah. watch FCS football, you know who uh you know who North Dakota State is. But yeah. let's be honest, like not not everyone Carson really Wentz, pays baby. To and another big guy is uh I think he's right now the backup uh what's his name? Uh Easton Stick. Oh yeah, Easton Stick. He's another Stick. guy who recently came from there. So they got a little bit of a QB factory down there. 
A little well, bit. There you go. They'll be producing CFL quarterbacks in no time. But, oh, exactly. The Eastern <laughs> Washington effect. Yeah, so I know a lot of people had Trey Lance going at number four to the Falcons, but with him going at number three, they end up just not going quarterback and taking Kyle Pitts, the tight end of the Florida. Yep. Which is apparently no. the highest selected tight end in NFL history. Now, Ryan, before we go to Pitts, can I cut you off for one sec? Because I have a question for everybody. Absolutely. So you guys, you can answer in any order you want, but this is my just kind of question because I've been seeing a lot of criticism for Zach Wilson saying he didn't play a good schedule and this and that, where I'm not really seeing people criticizing Lance's schedule. Do you know what I mean? And the fact he didn't play last year. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you think people are being too hard, for example, on like Zach Wilson when it comes to the fact he didn't play a good schedule when also Lance, he didn't really, well, first of all, he didn't really play a schedule this year. He just played one game, I believe. I don't even know who it was against. But either way, what's your guys' opinion, I guess, on schedules and how tough of competition you fit, face? Is that like a big factor to you? To me, no. No, I, I don't I don't take a lot of stock in somebody's schedule at all. Not in college, anyway. In the NFL, it's a lot different. But as far as the college schedule, I mean, you, I feel like you still get to see enough of the of what you consider the finished product of a player, right? Like, I, I don't... I don't need it to be against a, a you know, a big team like the SEC. or whatever. Yeah, right, right. I'll still be able to tell from the eye test whether I like a prospect or not. That's you know, I don't need it to be against a specific team. Okay, that's fair. Ryan Liam, do you guys have any answer on that or no? No, I, I honestly, I think I agree with Mark on that. Except I do want to call him out real quick. <laughs> oh no, he says scheduling doesn't matter. Scheduling doesn't matter. However, all season he said the only reason the Browns were in the playoffs no, is because no, no. he of a said week's college, schedule. Liam. To be fair, okay, let's let's go back to I the know. transcripts. Oh, let's do this. Okay, so what I said was <laughs> I don't take much stock in college scheduling, although the NFL is much different. Are we doing he this? He did say that. Are we doing this? Oh, he did say that. Run the tapes. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. All it right. will happen. I know this for sure. It will happen. <laughs> Are you guys gonna fight about Cincinnati? Um, yeah, taking Jamar Chase at number five. Yes. We didn't even talk about Pitts, Ryan. <laughs> we got a lot of picks to move through, and Le- uh, Jacob said he wants to go to bed at nine. No, so. that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. Moving, guys. I'll fall asleep on Ryan, air. That's you got to stop the censoring. I'll say stop this real quick. Ryan. I'll yeah. say this real quick. Um, I would make a case for Pitts to go number two to the Jets. I know they needed a quarterback, but Pitts is, you know, might be the best time. He would have filled a hole there. He definitely would have filled a hole. Yep. But, you know, I, I get that. It, they, they had their mindset on Zach Wilson. I'm not uh, I'm not going to all the way dump on that, but Pitts is for real. Yeah. As for the Pitts Bengals, I think they should have went Lyman. They should have went Panay Sewell. I just, uh, another guy that shouldn't have fell as far as he did. But good for the Lions for scooping him up. Yeah. Not that Jamar Chase is a scrub or anything. I think he's nice. He'll, he'll fit in great, but. You got to protect Joe Burrow. I mean, he couldn't get through his first season without an injury. You need to have some sort of. You got to show up the offensive line, right? Like I, I was not surprised that they went Jamar Chase, but I think they should have gone O line. Me and Liam probably Panay Sewell. Yeah. 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 I mean, as an LSU fan, I do like Jamar Chase going to the Bengals. Just because now they got Thaddeus Moss, which I don't care what people say. There's a lot of people just giving him hell because, oh, Thaddeus Moss is only popular because who his dad is. No, he just kicked ass in college with Joe Burrow. 
not a lot of people really know that because they look at people like Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and even Clyde Edwards. But Thaddeus Moss, like he 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 did some damage with this LSU team. He caught multiple see- touchdowns in the championship. Exactly. Yeah, he's, oh, and he's then nice. Yeah. He is nice. And then Jamar Chase coming in too. I think that Bengals team, because you already got chemistry, it is going to be a good team. Give it a couple of years and it will actually be a good team. But yeah, I, I also agree where you need to find an O-line. You need to protect Burrow, especially seeing that photo of him in the New Jersey and his yep. knee is just all scarred up. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah, you, you kind of got to worry about Burrow. But again, as an LSU fan, I, I love it just because of that only. So you look at the the five and six picks. Cincinnati takes Jamar Chase. Uh, the Dolphins take Jalen Waddle. If you had to pick one or the two at the five spot, which one would you rather go with and why? Uh, okay, good. I can go first because I have a very definitive yeah. answer for this. I think Waddle was the best receiver in this draft. In my opinion, I think he has like the most upside. Chase is an amazing player. The only thing that worries me about Chase is that he didn't play last year, which was his decision, his right, because he knew he was going to get picked high anyway. But I don't know. When I Plus, here's the thing, too. And, Mark, I don't know if you watched the national championship game like Alabama at Ohio State, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The fact Waddle, he had the fight and just wanted to go back into that game, even though he literally had, like, half a leg, <laughs> just, just <laughs> yeah. shows you a winner mentality you don't see from a lot of players nowadays. For sure. He's a high-character guy. Exactly. And what's crazy, it's it's easy to say that, like, it's easy for a guy to say if you're in a championship game, you're going to want to stay in and whatever else. But you got to understand, like, he knows he's going to be a top pick in the draft. He knows he could just sit out and have his NFL career and be fine and forget about his college experience. But it, it, it does say a lot for his character that he's like, no, 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 this is this is a championship game. This is something I'm, I want to show that. You know, this is what I'm about. These are the games that I'm about, regardless of what happens later on. So there's definitely something to be said for his character. And I'm with you. I would have went Waddle, too. Yeah, yeah. But Chase, I mean, he's he's a good player. You know what I mean? Like, you can't definitely, really go definitely. wrong. With any of those three guys, you couldn't really go wrong. I just prefer Waddle over the other two. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So Penny Sewell goes to the Lions. I think we could all agree that was a pretty great pick, especially since he slipped from five. Definitely. Who do you think was more uh, so surprised, um, Sewell or the Lions, that they got him? <laughs> I think the Lions were more surprised. Like, I think more, most people were th- thinking since he was going to take him. I think the Lions were surprised, and Sewell was upset because he went to the Lions. <laughs> His career is over. It's he, he was like, oh, thank goodness, I'm not going to the Dolphins. Oh, wait, Lions are on the clock. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, good. I don't know. I think it's a good pick, uh, especially you. Do, yeah, Dolphin. Or sorry, the Lions need to fix up that O line quite a bit. But the Lions need to fix up more than just the O line. However, it's a good start. Yeah. Now, Jacob, why don't you tell us a little bit about the first defensive player taken off the board, J.C. Horn, who went at number eight to the Carolina Panthers? So I'm seeing a lot of mixed reaction on this. A lot of people thought it was going to be Sertan, but let me for a second stick up for my boy. Okay. Because I've, I've watched Horn for a very long time. I think he's incredibly talented. And I'll tell you why I think, actually, he's a little better than Sertan. Horn literally played with nobody. Half his defense was always injured. He had no D-line pressuring the quarterback half the time. So quarterbacks would have forever to throw on his man. Horn is the most battle-tested defensive player probably in this draft. 
He makes plays. He's really tough. Plus, it was Carolina with the pick, taking a guy who's kind of local. So this just makes sense, where Sertan also, not to knock him, but he has a, like a megastar team around him. He never had to worry about safeties, or he never had to worry about the quarterback getting a 1,000 seconds in the pocket. I think this is a great pick, and I think Horn is really going to shine. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I would have went Horn first, too. I really like both of them. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think J.C. Horn's the better corner. Thank you. It's nice to hear that I'm right. I usually don't hear that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would agree with that, too, honestly. If, if a guy is looking good at a school like South Carolina, he's got he's to gotta be, like, extra good. I guess I have to agree. I don't want to be the odd man. Uh. Now, while, while this pick might have been good, there seems to be a lot of controversy over Denver going Patrick Sertain over a quarterback, either Fields or Jones. They just uh, traded for Teddy. Yeah, they just traded for Teddy, so I wasn't surprised that they went corner, but I've seen a surprising amount of people who are like angry online, mad that they didn't go to Fields because... He dropped to nine. Yeah. Well, they must just not feel that good about Fields. I don't know. They must have seen something that uh, turned them off. Uh, that's my only guess. Maybe. Ryan, here's Maybe. what you should have did. The day after the draft, just don't go on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter <laughs> because you just, everyone all of a sudden is a genius, okay? The day after yeah. the draft. <laughs> so honestly. You know, that's a very good you point. You could probably find some guy pissed off who'd make an argument for why they should have taken a kicker. So, Denver, obviously, <laughs> they had a plan. They thought their need was Should've filled with Sertan, so... Kicker number nine, let's go. Exactly. Punter from Australia. I feel like Sertan was just the best guy available, at least on their board, and if you think he's the best available, no reason why not to take him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Devontae Smith, uh, the, Eagle, the Eagles traded up for him, uh, and it, it seems to be Eagles fans are like, oh, finally, we have a weapon. But what what spot were the Eagles at though? Were, were they they traded with the Cowboys, or something think, like that. Yeah, I think they so traded 12, from twelve yeah. to ten. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't think they would need a trade. To be honest, I don't think Dallas would have taken them, but New York might have because they ended up taking a wide receiver later on, and New York had that eleven pick before Chicago made the trade. It well. So I guess okay. they were guess they were sense. trying to hop over the Giants. It's basically, take the man you want and get him. Well, you know you can get him. It was one of those kind of scenarios, I think. Yeah, B- because it very well if if Dallas just took Micah Parsons at number ten, and Devontae Smith fell to number eleven, New York might have taken him instead of trading the pick to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe they're worried yeah. about somebody okay. else trading up and sneaking in and scooping the guy up. They didn't want to take the chance. I mean, you know, if they didn't have to give up too much to get the pick, then eh, why not? Yeah, especially with yeah, Devontae true. Smith falling to number 10. Like, I know there were a lot of really good receiver prospects, but, you know, that dude, I mean, won the Heisman as a wide receiver. Not a lot of guys do that. Right. Yeah. Now, speaking of a team that <laughs> traded a lot to get a single person. Yeah. Uh, let's just, should we just let Jacob talk for a while about this? How yeah. are you feeling? Yeah. I, I'm sure the past few days have been like a whirlwind of emotions for you. Uh, just talk us through where your mind's at right now. So uh, let me let me start on this note, okay? 
Ironically yeah. speaking, maybe the two best quarterbacks in this draft went to my two least favorite college schools. I despise Clemson. I despise Ohio State. This has been a kind of crappy year for me in that regard. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm going to do my best, you know. Do you know in the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire how he puts the glasses on and off here? I'm going to mm-hmm. do my best, you know, just to not be biased. Just look at it for what it is, okay? So yeah. I know I'm doing my best here. Now, yes. in the Bears community right now, when you go on message boards, when you look on Facebook, all the stuff I told you not to do, yes. everything is completely positive. And I think that's a good sign because our fan base is usually never positive. We could probably get Barry Sanders as our running back and sign him in his prime, and we'd probably find a way to criticize that. So the fact no one's criticizing <laughs> this is amazing. Probably Bears fans that were mad that they won the Super Bowl. In yeah, probably. Too, they right? probably thought, ah, we didn't need Dicka to win. But anyways, <laughs> this is what I want to say about this. I don't think at this moment right now, Justin Fields is ready to be our starter, nor should he be because we don't have the talent around him to protect him, really. We don't really have the receivers I think he needs to thrive. He'd be thrown into a really tough deal. But I think two years, three years down the line, he's going to be ready. I think he needs to learn. Like it's gonna. I think it's just gonna take him a year because the concerns were for him were basically he's a one read quarterback. I don't know if it's true. I'm not a professional analyst. I can't tell you if that's a fact. I just know that was a criticism. There were some other criticisms about like him not putting in the time and work. But let's pretend both those things are true. Okay, let's play devil's advocate. Say they're both true. I think one year in the NFL, he'll see the tape and stuff. He'll get better at reading stuff, and I think he can probably improve at his the faults people are thinking so year two year three i think we might have found our guy i hope he's our guy and uh if not i guess we'll have some new people running chicago in a few years <laughs> also can we just give uh, jacob respect for being the first podcast host to admit that he's not a pro analyst <laughs> well i'm just saying like i i don't know for a fact if justin fields only looks at one receiver i mean it usually looks like he's looking around the whole field so i don't know where people are getting that from <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, you guys got the red rifle in the meantime, anyway. You're fine. You're Super Bowl bear. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> did, did anyone else have any thoughts for uh, on on Justin Fields going to Chicago? Uh, I, I don't mind the pick at all. I, I think I look, man. If aside from Trevor Lawrence, I mean, you go back even as far as a few months before the Zach Wilson hype. Justin Fields was looking like the second pick, and it wasn't close, yeah. right? Absolutely. And he played a, an outstanding game against against Clemson in the playoff. Yeah, man. I, I think the, I think the Bears are in good hands with him. I mean, yeah. even if it's not this year or next, it would be fine. I mean, it's even yeah. similar to what you were saying, Jacob, about how, you know, watching Waddle, even though he had half a leg, trying to get back out there on the field – you know Justin Fields it was the same thing yeah. in that in that playoff he was very clearly you know not having a good time with his leg and he still went out there on the field and you know he yeah. played the best football he could and you want to know what he's such a likable guy if you listen to him in interviews and I mean I'm not gonna lie though I he used he did a show I think it was called QB1 under the lights he yes. kind of came off as we very arrogant in that show but ever since that I've watched his interviews he seems like a really cool guy <laughs> So yeah. Uh, yeah, I've kind of flipped. I like him more now. I like him. He he might be like a leadership presence that Chicago needs. Exactly. I, I Trubisky never struck me as a leader. Eh, I don't know the guy personally, just... Ryan. So I'm not going to comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Maybe he can play uh, tight so, end for Buffalo, though. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, so we can move along to uh, Dallas taking linebacker out of Penn State, Micah Parsons. Uh, Sean Lee just retired, so now they have they still have like the best linebacking core in the league, probably. Between okay. Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, and now this guy. I mean, it's absolutely insane. I would yeah, he not fell want too far to. as well. He... Yeah, like I would not want to play against Dallas's defense. Yeah. Okay, guys. Yeah, I'm... You can't run, you yeah. can't pass. I'm going in lawyer mode for a second. And Liam, if you have thoughts on do this it, too, please chime in. Now. Do it. Okay. And Mark, how long have you been watching football for? Like, what year did you start? Uh, oh man, what year? I don't know. I've been watching since I was little, since uh, since the Randy Moss Vikings days. Okay, perfect. Let's pretend since Rich Gannon was my QB. Yeah, I Rich Gannon, a reliable quarterback. <laughs> I don't gotta pay. Anyways, uh, that's from Gridiron. Heights. I got back in time, man. Uh, anyways, this is my uh, my lawyer question here. Let's pretend this yeah. draft takes place in 2006. I don't think Micah Parsons falls past, like, number five or number six. That's how talented this guy is. It's just because, it, for some reason this year, so much emphasis was put on, like, skill position players. Parsons, I think this and is offense. a steal. This is a steal. I don't know how this happened. Then yeah. I think linebackers were more valued back then, too. Right? Exactly, yeah. That's what I'm getting at, too. And Dallas traded back and still got him. This was robbery. Yeah. yeah Trying to back yeah, with the yeah. Eagles, no less. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Genius yeah. move for them. Good on uh, that. Rich- <laughs> and what's crazy about it is there was all that talk leading up to the draft about Jerry Jones and his and his kind of borderline creepy obsession with uh, Kyle Pitts, right? We figured that was a trade up there was bound to happen. But uh, yeah, yeah, they uh, they did okay with Michael Parsons here. Oh yeah. 100%. Now, uh, the next guy, I feel like, Jacob, you might know a bit about this guy because of his school, Rashawn Slater, going at number 13 to the yes. Chargers, Northwestern boy. Yeah, well, another steal. I mean, this is a guy who potentially in some drafts could also be in like a top five or six. Just the skilled position players were so valued in this one. This guy's really good. I don't have too much to say. I mean, he's a lineman. I don't know how I can really break this down. He's very good. Yeah. There was a couple linemen taken. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker at number 14 to the Jets. Minnesota traded back for that pick, and they were still able to get the tackle that they wanted, Christian Derrishaw at number 23. So that seemed to be a move that, at least in my opinion, works out for both teams. Vikings get their tackle, and the Jets get a guard to try and keep Zach Wilson safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about the Vikings a little more. Yeah, with field, uh, with uh, that Vikings pick, I heard today that they were trying to trade up to get Fields before uh, Chicago made that happen. Which is kind of yeah, interesting, right? Because thought he was going to fall as it was, and then they trade out back out of that trade down. And you're thinking, like, what the hell are these guys doing? I guess it just happened with Kirk. But Minnesota got got a guy a little later though that I'm very excited to talk about. <laughs> yeah, mind. Uh, but number fifteen. Quarterback Mac Jones going to New England, uh, a little terrifying, right? Bill Belichick's got another quarterback. I mean, yeah, um, I guess uh, well, Cam's still going to start. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. It'll be a while before Mac starts, but just the potential with him and what Belichick yeah, could do with him. It, it's probably still going to be, you know, like another Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady situation going on. 
Like Mac Jones is definitely going to sit behind Newton for a bit, but I don't know. Like Mac Jones, he, I don't know. I I was kind of a little weirded out that uh, Patriots got Mac Jones, judging by how Bill Belichick felt about his pro day. (laughs) Yet they still picked him up. Yeah, I mean, if he fell all the way to 15, it was kind of like, I don't know if it would have been best player available, but it would have been like, you know, good value for the pick and, you know, giving you a little bit of security at a position where you're not all that sure about the future right now. I mean, like, I mean, the photo of him shaking his head and like looking <laughs> down, he was probably like, oh, no, this is awful. But in his head, he throws like Tom his first year. Like, he like, he you just know? had to like hang out with his dog for a little and chill out. And he was like, you know, what? it's all going to be OK. Yeah, like Ryan, me and you, we said at the moment of the draft, Mac Jones was the second most talented quarterback. Not potential, just in terms of his talent at that very moment. Mm-hmm. So you want to know what? I mean, in our minds at least, I'm, Liam disagreed with us. He had Mac a little more down. This is a this is a good pick then, according to our philosophy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Xavier Collins out of Tulsa, going number 16 to Arizona. And then uh, Mark... Yeah, Alex Leatherwood, number seventeen. Okay, bittersweet, bittersweet, because look, I know we need a lineman because for some reason we decided to have a mass offensive line exodus this off season. Yeah, I know. Get rid Rodney of Gabe Jackson, get rid of Rodney Hudson, um, and Colton Miller is solid, but I know we do need another tackle. I like Alex Le- uh, Alex Leatherwood. Blah, blah, blah. Alex Leatherwood, uh, he was awesome at Bama, and I like it. But the only part, I just, I prefer to use high draft picks on defensive guys, and I saw Quiddy Pay and Caleb Farley available, and I'm sitting there thinking, it's got to be one of these guys. It's got to be. We can get offensive linemen later. There's always there's always diamonds in the rough that fall in the later rounds that you're able to grab a really good offensive lineman out of, and there's still some free agents available. There's still some solid linemen there too, but, I mean, I hope he's as good as I think he's going to be because we turned down some good guys to take him. I get it's a position of need, but it's bittersweet. I may end up regretting feeling any kind of negative about it in a year or two, but we'll see. Yeah. I have a theory on uh, this. Let's let's hear it. Okay. Now, you can disagree with me, Mark, but let me make the point first here. So, I think Mike Mayock, I think the reason they took Alex Leatherwood this high is because Mayock, do you know how he used to do his mock drafts and he used to do all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. We both know he still does that. It's just not public anymore. He still does sure. this. <laughs> He's still doing all this. I have a feeling if we looked at an unbiased Mark Mayock mock draft, he probably is Leatherwood way higher than all these other analysts. And that's why when he falls to this pick... Maybe he is thinking defensive players, but he sees this and he's like, oh my goodness, I can't let this slide because this is just way too good. I have this guy way higher evaluated than everyone else. So that's my like conspiracy on this. It doesn't seem out of the question. I mean, I, I wouldn't rule it out. For sure, Mike Mayock is still doing stuff like that. Probably just has Bucky Brooks in his in his back pocket. Like, hey, man, here's my draft. Just throw, just throw it out there. It's <laughs> like an analysis or something. I don't know. Exactly. Um, I hope you're right. I hope he must right. be a good character guy. I like guy. being right sometimes. <laughs> Everybody, every every winning team needs a character guy. As as a Gruden exactly. fan, Jacob, I'm, I always got oh, the Raiders back right now. <laughs> so uh, Jalen Phillips going to Miami, 
he played at, for the Hurricanes, I'm pretty sure. So that was, like, perfect, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Washington going linebacker. And then New York. So this is the pick they traded down with Chicago for. And they took wide receiver Kadarius Toney. Like he could have had him in the second round. No, no, they, they wouldn't have gotten him in the second round. He's amazing. Here, here's what confuses me about the pick: it is New York hats they have Sterling Shepard on a long-term deal, and then I believe they signed Kenny Galladay. Did they not? Yes. Yep. So now they have like three starting wide receivers, unless they're planning to offload Shepard. They also have Engram and Rock with Galladay. Yeah, but he's he's doing tight end, and he also can't catch. Oh, ow. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they, they're giving Daniel Jones everything he can to work with, I guess. I mean, I don't know how good that offensive line's going to be this year, but it's, he's not lacking for guys to throw to. Yeah. I am kind of excited to see the Giants this season now that Barkley's back and uh, right. Daniel Jones is looking a little bit better. Uh, but I think, honestly, picking up Towney, I, I do think that uh, – I, I don't know. I think that was a good trade or a good pickup. Liam, we him, agree on honest. this. At least it's weapons. <laughs> That's a first. Like, like, okay, I don't know if you guys are not seeing this from the way I'm seeing it, okay? Remember when I said how Zach Wilson, he's reminding people of Mahomes? Yeah. This guy, this Tony guy, he reminds everybody of Tariq Hill. That is why oh, he's – like, Tariq Hill right now – would would any of you argue if I said he's a top three wide receiver in football? Yeah, he is. No, no argument there. Oh, exactly, Liam. I think we agree on that too. But yeah, definitely. This guy, people see Tariq killing him, and they're like, "Let's jump on this." Heck, I don't care if we have ten wide receivers who are unreal. If you have a Tariq kill, that's above that. That's way better than that. So I just think they couldn't let him slip. And Mark. You wouldn't have gone this guy in the second round because someone else would have scooped him up or traded up to get him. That's how convinced I am. People were really into this guy. Fair enough. Yeah. I won't argue that. So we got at 21, Quiddy Pay going to Indianapolis. More pass rush for that team. The mm-hmm. defense is going to be even scarier. Mm-hmm. I mean, Darius Leonard, one of the best linebackers in the league right now. Just getting more pass rush, I would not want to play against. Like, them and Dallas, both defenses I do not want to play against. Uh, Caleb Farley, corner, going to Tennessee. Minnesota takes O-line, which is needed. But then we get really interesting back-to-back running back picks. The Steelers taking Najee Harris, and Jacksonville taking Travis Etienne. And it seems to be pretty mixed on these ones as well. Uh, I think a lot. Ryan, do you want to talk? A, do you want to talk about your Vikings pick for a bit? <laughs> what Christian Derrishaw? Go, go off, Queen. We need O line. We got O line. Good pick. We traded down for him too. Ryan, do we have no you complaints. seen a Virginia Tech game in your life or no? Never. Okay. <laughs> Not once. <laughs> that was my poll question on this one. Yep. <laughs> I figured the running backs would be more interesting to talk about. Uh, people seem to be a lot more critical about the Travis Etienne one than the Najee Harris one. Because I guess Najee Harris kind of fills the role that James Conner left behind when he went to Arizona. But with Travis Etienne, it's like they have James Robinson in Jacksonville already. So you don't need to spend a first round on another running back. James Robinson is a number one guy. 
Like, yeah, he's teammates with Trevor, but, like, you know, you could have gotten him O-line with that pick, maybe. Let me chime in. Think, Let me chime um, in on the uh, the two running back picks. Oh, go ahead, Oak. I think uh, the thing is with you know I, I see a lot of people getting two big wide receivers now. There's a lot of teams that are doing it, like Jacksonville. Uh, there's a few other that I'm doing it, but it's not on the top of my mind. And I think that's kind of the big thing that they're taking from not only what Mark was saying earlier about. You know, like now that Steph Curry's in the league, everyone wants to start shooting threes. You know, now that Tyree Kill's in the league, everyone wants a Tyree Kill player. I think, and I'm sorry to do this uh, and bring this up constantly, but the Browns, with what they did with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, now everyone wants to do that too. You know, everyone wants to have two good running backs. Because we can admit, and I'll, you can disagree with me, I think the Browns have the best running back core in the league. So I think, honestly, for Jacksonville, I think that's what they tried going for. The, the, the thing that throws me off is I don't, I, like, James Robinson, I think he's a number one guy, so you would want to get a partner for him. Like, the way in Cleveland, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, Liam, is Chubb is kind of the number one guy, and then Kareem Hunt is more of the elusive guy uh, who also kind of does, like, some catches out of the backfield and stuff, yeah, where Chubb oh, is, like, correct. the power back. Where yeah, th- that's what they're that. trying to get. Like Etienne's a pretty elusive guy, I think. Jacob, you can confirm that for me. Uh very. Yeah, where I, James Robinson, I'm pretty sure he's more of a power back. But like you know, you could have waited until round two and gotten a guy like maybe Trey Sermon. Waited until uh, round three, got like Chuba Hubbard. Ryan, you're forgetting something here. Who? What's that? Who was Lawrence's running back his whole time in Clemson? Travis Etienne. So, why do you think maybe they I know, got him? They're ke- the chemistry. They're keeping them together. I'll tell you why they're this is a great together. pick. I'm going to tell you why this is a great pick. I don't even know these other okay. reasons about this Cream Hunt story and this Brown story. I don't I don't really care about that. Can I tell you something? <laughs> I'll tell them. you why they take Travis Etienne. Because yeah, when James guys. Robinson blows out his knee, let's say in week seven, and now you have Etienne coming in, oh my goodness, what a genius pick. That's why it's great. Yeah, bad juju. Bad juju. What? Oh, he can't just be speculating injuries on the man. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to get hurt. But what I'm saying is, no, no, he's amazing. I think Robinson's great. Here's what I'm saying, though. In week seven or week eight, God forbid, this guy gets injured. All of a sudden, you have ETN jogging onto the field with his nice shiny helmet and his nice clean uniform, let's say. That's a pretty yeah. damn good feeling, eh? Yeah, that's fair enough. I guess, I mean, do you have any thoughts on the Najee Harris to Pittsburgh? Uh, by the way, I'm just being a jerk here. I think Cleveland's doing something great with the running backs. I was just trying to be funny there. Yeah, I, was <laughs> I was trying to be funny, okay, Liam? I was just trying to get you going. I was just yeah. about to say, like, yeah, you got Mitch Trubisky and then think your whole world was saved when Nick <laughs> Foles came into play. So, like, <laughs> Yeah, buddy, it was the emergency break. We were ready. We finally have a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, man, we were looking good. Uh, anyways... Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this about the running backs. With, with Najee Harris, I mean, the Steelers were for a while known as the you know run run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. They're the they're the run heavy team um, up until probably the last couple of years. They just haven't been as effective. Uh, I think I think Najee Harris is the right combination of kind of a, a power and a speed back that he can he can be your feature guy, and I think he complements that team well. Uh, piggybacking on what Ryan and uh, Liam were saying about 
Travis Etienne. I love the idea of having a bell cow back like um, like James Robinson complimented by a cut. You know, I call him a cut back or whatever you want to call him, an elusive back like uh, Etienne. I, I, yeah, he's got the history with Trevor Lawrence too. It doesn't hurt. I just, I don't know. I love the idea of not even chasing the same thing as uh, as what Cleveland's doing with with those two guys, but just in general. I don't know. I, I love the way those two different types of backs complement each other, and I love the pick. Say their names, Mark. Say their names. Nick Not those Chubb two guys. and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I know my mind yeah, drew a blank for a second there. That wasn't a, that wasn't a slight. <laughs> that was a genuine mishap there. No. But. So the thing is, for, for the listeners, uh, Mark hates Cleveland, and I hate the fact that Mark hates Cleveland. <laughs> so any chance I get... <laughs> You got to bug him about it. I got it. Did, exactly. Did, did any of you guys have anything else in round one that you wanted to touch on before we move on? Uh, yeah. Well, Gregory Rousseau. Harris. Gregory Russo, yes. Going to Buffalo. Okay, let's just skip over the Browns pick. That's cool. Okay. okay. <laughs> Greg Newsom. <laughs> I hope that was on oh, purpose. Yeah. I hope that was on purpose. <laughs> well, it's... Be- Okay. <laughs> right after talking about how Mark just makes fun of me for being a Browns fan, we're just gonna <laughs> skip the Browns pick and go straight to Buffalo. Honestly, cool. Mark's voice drowned you out because you guys talked at the same time, so I only heard Gregory Russo. I was like, oh, I gotta nice play voice. this off. I well, do. It's not even that. Do you guys want to talk about anything else in the first round before we move on? All right. Well, you know what? This Thanks, guy's man. from this guy's from Northwestern as well. Okay. okay cool. So, I'll just shut so up. So that means that Jacob and you, you know what? You and Jacob talk about him because you have a common love for yeah, this right. man. Okay. Shut up. Through his school. All I, all I want to say about Najee Harris is that yes, he will probably be the missing piece for the Steelers. But think about it. You know, the Steelers are down. You know, Najee Harris gets the ball, runs in for a touchdown. Browns win forty-three to four. So, <laughs> okay, Liam, this Steelers hate is getting out of control. Can I tell you something? If you don't want Mark hating the Browns the way he does, you need to stop hating the Steelers the way you do. It won't change anything on my end. I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's the whole it's Cleveland sports as a whole. Can I tell it, you something? It's not gonna. I'm just petty. I saw Najee Harris hurdle over a fully grown man standing up. And at that moment, I knew he was going in the first round. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's I what convinced it. me. I change it. All right. Talk about the I, Northwestern I, corner, and then we'll talk about Gregory Rizzo after. Okay, cool. Uh, Greg Newsom, welcome to Cleveland. The second. Great pick. The second. I forgot there was a first. Uh, well, there is going to be only number one Greg Newsom after this, uh, after his career. So I think it's a great play or a great pick for them. Honestly, it fills out the cornerback, uh, you know, you know, the quarterback position that we absolutely need to fix. Would I have liked to had a uh, a linebacker instead? Maybe. However, I do think the Browns' defense is now pretty good. Uh, I think it will help us out, and then developing, you know, Greg. Uh, we honestly. We got Troy Hill, who's not bad. He's not bad at all. I think he will kind of help out a little bit. And then Denzel Ward with the cornerback with Greedy Williams and Greg Newsom. I think those two guys, especially Greedy Williams and Greg Newsom, are our future for the Browns defense for sure. So, I don't know. I really like the pick. Did I want a linebacker instead? Yes. But Greg Newsom is still really good. All right, Jake, you have any insight from his time in college? Yes, yes, actually I do. First of all, this guy in college wore a hoodie underneath his jersey. That's amazing. Or underneath <laughs> his uniform. I love guys who wear hoodies. I think it looks so sick. Shout out James field. Jones. 
Yeah, exactly. It just looks good. It looks cool. <laughs> it makes you look like you're tough. So here's the thing about this guy, this Newsome guy. He is incredibly scrappy. Like, he is a guy who you're going to have to, like, fight for your yards. You're going to have to... He does get some penalties because he does play that scrappy style, which could come back to haunt you at points, but... It's the Cleveland way. Exactly. But this guy is incredibly (laughs) scrappy. He makes you fight, and he is a guy, I think, that he only improves your team. Even if he's on depth, he's going to challenge guys to get better. Yeah. That is all. Good pick. Uh, Before I say my piece on uh, Rosso... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll say this, Liam. Um, this is the only nice thing I'm going to say about Cleveland today. I think uh, Greg Newsom, the sequel, was a nice pick. <laughs> the sequel. I, just, I, that, I, I like think it. it was solid. The so there you go. I don't, I don't think it that was That brings a, a tear to my eye. I mean, that's a, that that's a, a spooky secondary. Him, Denzel Ward, and Greedy Williams. It's all right. Troy Hill. Don't forget about Troy Hill. Yeah. Like, that's, that's solid. Yeah, he's a guy that has a uniform. <laughs> And here we go again. <laughs> it's, right. it's okay. You Let's just got to remember that Baker had the same stats as Derek Carr last year, so it's fine. Congratulations. Congratulations <laughs> on stats. Can I tell you something? Derek Carr, when he played at Fresno State, I never saw a guy throw a better screen in my life. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. I mean, he carried that into the league, too. Like, he's more than capable of throwing a uh, screen now. I know, that was just kind of a half joke. I was just trying to be funny. Just saying Derek Carr throws good screens. That was it. There was nothing else to do it. We, do we want to talk uh, about the other Greg now? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he might have been the steal of the first round. Yeah, really? I'm surprised he dropped all the way to 30. Yeah. I mean, he's another guy. Like like I was, I was saying about uh, Fields earlier, if you go back a few months, he could have he looked like the consensus number two pick. Uh, Russo was in the top five as well. Everybody's, you know, how is he, how he falls to the 30th pick in the first round. It, it's so weird how draft stock works, right? Like somebody will have a good pro day or a bad pro day, even after seeing all this incredible actual game tape, and they take, they put all their eggs in the pro day basket. I don't know, man. I think he's a victim of that, but he, uh, I, I can't even say a victim because he went to the Bills. So he's just adding like, to an already stacked defense. Like, like he's more- really going into a great situation. <laughs> Like, Mark, if I may, he wasn't even, like, the first pass rusher taken from Miami. Do you know what I mean? Like, Phillips went before him even. So right, yeah. how he felt like this, that's that's even confusing to me. To tell you the truth, I didn't even really follow him this year. I mean, he's cont- uh, from what I saw and the amount of stock that's been taken in and the amount of teams that need up- an upgrade in pass rushing just in general, like it doesn't make sense that he fell this far. It doesn't. Yeah, that's that's my two cents. And what you're saying about pro days? I've said this before. If we were going by pro bed days, Geno Smith's the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, the the way people get all wrapped up in it is, I, I mean, I get it. It does tell you something. It's just, it's like I don't know. It's like. Um, it's like a home run derby deciding who's the greatest player in baseball. You know what I mean? Like, it's it doesn't tell you everything. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so uh, there were overall, throughout the entire draft, four Canadians that were drafted. Oh, the yeah. first one, Javon Holland, safety out of Oregon. He was in round two. That was pick number 36. 
We had Benjamin St. Juiced, defensive back out of Minnesota, round three, pick 74. And then at pick 77, Josh Palmer, wide receiver out of Tennessee, going to L.A. And in round four, uh, pick 126, running back Chubba Hubbard to out of Oklahoma State, going to Carolina. Yeah, what's the name of the what's the name of the GM of the Panthers again? Because it was it was his wife that uh, I guess texted him and said you need to pick uh, you need to pick Hubbard or don't come home or something like that. That's <laughs> yes. amazing, but that's also a huge red flag. I'm not bringing Chuba Hubbard to my house at any point. <laughs> you are not coming over. <laughs> not allowed to come over for dinner. That's it. Nah. <laughs> you get a job. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah, uh, he, Scott Scott Frittier or something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, another sneaky nice pick. I, I think he's going to be solid. He's going to compliment McCaffrey um, really well. Oh yeah, the new Mike Davis, as Jacob said. <laughs> new Mike Davis. <laughs> hey, do you know where he went to school? Mike Davis. <laughs> yeah, where'd he go? <laughs> Ryan, why are you trying to embarrass me on air? <laughs> Just because I've told you this like 50 times Doesn't mean you have to do this on air Okay Mark Liam I don't know if you know this There was a whole year where we played I think it was Madden like 17 When Mike Davis was on the Seahawks And every time we played for like 50 games in a row It was always Hey Ryan do you know he went to South Carolina Hey Ryan did you did you actually know That he went to South Carolina He's such a good pass catcher I saw him run like 74 yards against North Carolina He went to South Carolina eh <laughs> <laughs> so much fun uh, <laughs> There were some other quarterbacks That were taken in this draft uh, Kyle Trask Last pick of the second round Going to Tampa Bay uh, I, I feel like we gotta let Jacob talk first On this one. Oh, yes This uh, is the guy I thought was going to go to uh, Chicago So I mean I have criticized Trask a little bit But uh he has a very good football body. I think we can all admit this. He's a big guy. He's got a pretty good arm. And he's surprisingly like mobile for his size. He can move around pretty good. Mm-hmm. So my concern about him was, for one, his decision-making. And for two, was whether or not he just had the extra gear at the next level. But when you got Tom Brady coaching you, I think, I think that can help. I think that can be really good. <laughs> Especially if you get some reps at some point with such a megastar offense. That's all. I mean, Kyle Trask enjoy being a uh, career long backup QB. Oof! <laughs> Not even a glimmer of hope. Um, uh, <laughs> I, uh, honestly, I, I don't. I don't want to say I don't care for Trask, but I, I don't see the hype in around him. To be honest, he does look a little sloppy to me personally. Uh, and seeing him go to the Buccaneers and then seeing a lot of Bucks fans say, oh, he's the future. He's not going to be your future. He's going to be another Jameis Winston. You just got him Liam, in the second round. Instead why do of you the hate first. the Bucs? <laughs> I don't hate the Bucs. You're always fight, going against fight, the Bucs. What's don't going like on here? Fans. What's your beef with the Bucs? What'd they do to you besides win the Super Bowl? They got Brady and the Clowns did there it. You That's go. what happened. <laughs> Wait, Mark, you hate the Bucs oh, no, too? It's okay. It's okay. No, I'm, I'm telling you why Opie does Oh, okay, okay. You were given Wajita. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just mad we didn't get Mike Evans. <laughs> we got Odell instead. Yeah, that, that bites. Are, are we ready to talk about Mond? It does Because I'm very excited <laughs> for this segment. <laughs> yeah. Yes, let's talk about Mond. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about Kellen Mond. Round three. So it was back-to-back quarterbacks. Two guys we were talking about in the last episode. Davis Mills and Kellen Mond. 
Uh, <laughs> Minnesota passes on Mills to take Mond. Uh, Jacob, go. <laughs> uh, so, Mark, I don't know if you've heard what I said about Kellen Mond on the last show. Did, mm-hmm. Okay, so what I I'm said... Not, I'm not sure. Refresh me. Uh, my, I think, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong. I think my exact quote was, Jesus Christ could coach him and he couldn't get any better. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I think that. I think that's what I said. <laughs> yep. That is what you said. Have, yeah, Liam, was that exactly what I said or am I wrong here? <laughs> okay, now... That was exactly what you said. Now, might have been a little harsh, okay? That might have been me trying to ham it up a little, but... Uh, I do genuinely believe that. No, no, no. The guy didn't get better for like three years at Mississippi State. I think no coach could genuinely make him better, but that does not mean the product at the moment isn't that bad. Like, I think in terms of backup quarterbacks or a guy you need to fill in a game or two if Cousins gets hurt, Ryan, I think this, you could definitely do a lot, a lot worse. Yeah. Do you think he has a chance of taking Cousins' job? Uh, Ryan, well, I think I'll repeat what I said on the last show. I think if Jesus Christ coached him a full season, he still cannot steal Cousins' job. <laughs> Cousins gets paid too much. They're not going to bench him. Exactly, that too. It's I just the reality of it. Mon just, he, he just doesn't have the extra gear like to just get better. I don't know why. He just doesn't get better. <laughs> now, what about Davis Mills? Now, I could lie to you and pretend I've watched tape on Davis Mills and that I know him very well. I've literally just watched one <laughs> highlight compilation. I was like, yeah, he's okay. I guess if the Bears take him, it's not the end of the world. You also have deep state phone calls with Davis Mills. I, I wish. But, uh, I mean, Davis Mills, he looks like a decent quarterback. I don't know. He, he looks fine. He's got decent arm talent. Uh, at least from that what highlight video landing I watched. Spot? I didn't watch a lot of Stanford games, if any at all, mostly because the Pac-12 decided to just basically almost not exist this year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know a ton about Davis Mills, but it, I think he's, he's fine. I mean, he's fine. <laughs> Let me put it this he's way. If Jesus Christ right. coached Davis Mills, he might get a little better. Maybe a tiny bit better. <laughs> well, that's good. But I don't think Jesus Christ is coaching the Houston Texans, so he might be. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> he might be a little bit, a little bit screwed there. Uh, did Did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about uh, in the draft before we move on to some of the other things happening in the NFL? I just want to say the first round. I'm pretty happy that every team got the position they were missing. To be honest, you know, they. I thought. And, and I'm not saying this to diss Mark at all, Yes. but I thought the Raiders were going to pull some weird left field thing, as they always do in the drafts. Oh, Chase Speed guy? Yeah. They, yeah, they got what they needed. Um, the Bears got what they needed as well, even though I don't necessarily agree with how much they traded with. But I just think everyone got what they needed. And the only one you can probably say is Jamar Chase, but I, I even think Jamar Chase is one of their good options just because you know aj green just left you can say yeah he's old he's not going to do much still but he was still a veteran that can catch the ball you know so i don't know i think i think everyone did a good job drafting good job everyone yeah good job NFL. we should give a shout out to miss this year's mr irrelevant oh houston linebacker what's his name H- houston linebacker grant stewart going to the tampa bay buccaneers He's going to get a ring in a couple in no, well, this year. <laughs> he might, honestly. 
Uh, that very well could happen. All right. Wow. His pre-draft, his pre-draft analyst said uh, he is a undersized off-the-ball linebacker. Well, there you go. So then, yeah, he is Mr. Irrelevant, but he's still getting a ring. <laughs> cool, thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mark and Jacob, do you guys want to have anything else to talk about the draft before we move on? Uh, no, no, we covered it. I have one thing I want to say, actually. Just a little bit of a, a pet peeve I have. Do it. So here's something that, first of all, I told everyone don't go on Facebook after the draft. That's why I'm warning you, because I did, okay? Massive mistake. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people realize, and I think it was Doug Peterson, take that for what it's worth. I mean, he's fired now. A few years ago, he said, I don't know why this thing gets hyped up the way it is, because most of these guys aren't even going to start day one. Yeah. So here's what I tell everybody, at least when you're looking at these first round picks, maybe 15 of them will work out. Okay, is that fair? Usually, I think on average, it's like 50% at least have more than four years in their career. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe five. So here's what I'm saying. On some of these guys, if they're not great right away or if they're too good right away, remember, it always finds a way to work itself out percentage-wise. <laughs> so not everyone here is going to be a hit. So, like, I'm seeing people say, like, oh, man, like, uh, the Jets drafted perfectly. They got a lineman. They got Wilson. Like, one of those two might not work out, and it might have just been a waste of time. So everybody, a little high on that. Everyone just relax, okay? We'll find out what happens soon enough. Yeah. That's my pet peeve. All right. So what what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> all I can say treatment. All I can say is he'd look really good in silver and black. He would. That's very true. Uh, well, I, I mean everybody uh, does. I think but. that was one of the I think Gruden actually said something about that. Uh, that he might just go Chucky play is my guy. He might just go yeah. host Jeopardy instead, honestly. That yeah, just, that's not actual leverage. It. It's not actual <laughs> leverage. Come on. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> hey, I'm, man. I'm going to shut up because I know nothing about this story. I was writing my script for the other show yesterday. <laughs> Aaron, to catch you up, Aaron Rodgers uh, apparently not happy with the Packers front office. And either, from what it sounds like, he wants a change to be made with the general manager or he wants to be traded. He wants out, man. So he's going to go to the Jets. <laughs> uh, he's going to send a nude to a secretary. Then he's going to go to the Vikings, underperform there, and then there you go. And then I'll find his jersey in a value village for ten dollars. And then it, it's Green Bay is just going to go through this like this loop of quarterbacks since uh, Brett Favre. It's just going to be the same thing. Yeah. Well, they they didn't send Jordan Love to New England. Surprise, surprise. Uh. But you never know. Jordan Love might be the next, be the next Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, who knows? With, with their luck, he he might. Probably. He might. But uh, the thing is, is if he gets traded, what do you think would be his best destination? Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, like what Mark yeah. was saying, the Raiders. That would be a good place for him to go. I love Derek Carr, but let's make this happen. <laughs> I mean, well, that's, that's you're, you're not going to not do that. Yeah, Derek Carr would do it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Aaron Rodgers and Henry Ruggs? Ooh. Oh god. Just just imagine that whole quarterback like depth chart. You got Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, 
Then you got is is Nathan Peterman still there? I think well, so. if nah, hold on, hold on, Liam, because if if we make the move for uh, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr won't be there. We, we'd have to flip him to make that move even work financially. Yeah, you wouldn't have the cap, and it just both. wouldn't make sense to keep him right. as a backup. He's too good to be a backup. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, so then we got Aaron Rodgers, Marcus Mariota, Nathan Peterman. That is that is a crazy death chart. I mean, yeah, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. You'd hope they only need to use one of those quarterbacks, but yeah. Yeah, Nathan Peterman. <laughs> now, guys, I'm just I'm just screwing around saying this, okay? Don't actually take this seriously. I just got to put the disclaimer so Liam doesn't, like, lose it on me. What if uh-huh. Rodgers goes to Tampa Bay just for the QB battle to see who the better one is? <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Just as an alpha male move, let's see who really is the best who, and who can win the job. It's Time you and some- me now, old man. <laughs> Time for some drama and controversy. I dig it. Um, it, it, I've been playing like a Madden franchise, and it's like 2023, and Tom Brady is 46 and still the quarterback. <laughs> like, nice. Okay, so let's let's do it this way. Okay, so there's three teams that are apparently uh, Aaron Rodgers' ideal destinations, right? So it's the 49ers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. So I don't know if you guys want to. Say which one you think would be the best of those options and why. I don't think he's going to go to San Francisco for, I mean, uh, Trey Lance reasons. But. Well, yeah, they still got Jimmy G and Trey Lance. And I don't care what anyone says. Jimmy G, I think, is still a good quarterback. I think it would be uh, the best move would be to go to, or uh, not Oakland, Las Vegas. Vegas, (laughs) Uh, That's where. If I were him, that's like I, I think you can easily, you know, make make a, a run at at the Super Bowl with if you know you, he goes to that team uh, on on Denver. I'm not so sure. Couldn't nah. agree more. Let's uh, let's get him a silver and black. Bring him to Vegas and give uh, Big Daddy the old Rain Man sweep. I'm all for it. Now I'm going to tell you. Gruden ring. I'm going to tell you why you guys are all wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's one reason Please. why he should go to Denver. And do yeah. I have to say why you should go to Denver, Ryan? Because well, John Elway cleanses himself of a quarterback every year. No. What will nope, the air the air in Denver? <laughs> there we go, Liam. <laughs> the Denver air. Can I tell you something? First of all, those those hail marys are going to go 120 at, at least. Yards. Let me say something else. He never has to worry about field goals ever again in his life. <laughs> never again will he have to worry about a field goal situation because they're guaranteed there. You want to know what? <laughs> Arm strength is going to go up with that air. I, every quarterback when they're aging should just go to Denver. Honestly, should be a rule. <laughs> Here's the beauty of this, Jacob. If he goes to the Raiders, the better team, then he gets to play in that beautiful Denver atmosphere at least twice a year. But would that's, you? Rather, that's more than enough to put on a big game or two. But would you rather play there twice, or would you rather play there? What is it now? Eight times or nine times? Let's see. Would I rather play there twice as a Raider or play there all the time as a Bronco? Uh, uh. Well, Mark, I hmm. guess I guess we just got different philosophies on the Denver Air. Hmm. <laughs> Making Minecraft villager noises. I hear you. I'm Mark, just biased. You have no clue how many times he brings up Denver Air. It, it's it's become a joke at this point. <laughs> it's the it's Denver a joke Air. to you, but when they won that Super Bowl, it wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. When they won their multiple Super Bowls. Uh, Liam, you were you were telling me some news before we started the podcast today, and I forgot uh, it, so hopefully you remember well, it. 
there's a couple things. There's a comment that Tom Brady said about Julian Edelman I wanted to bring up. Okay, okay. Uh, as well as uh, boxing is dead. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Chad oh, Johnson. God. Chad Johnson signed. I don't care. No, Jacob, no. You are not calling boxing dead when Mike Tyson and... Uh, What's it? Is it Xavier Holyfield? Roy Jones Jr. Holyfield? Roy Jones Jr. Thank, thank you, on. sir. When those two guys tell Logan and Jake Paul that they're saving boxing, I'm sorry. I don't know what where your opinion's coming from. Look, they're old. They've been hit. Oh, the my God. So now you're going to disrespect it's... the people who made boxing cool. That's it. You're getting a double negative know. on just, this one, Chief. See, seeing this stuff of uh, you know Jake Paul winning all the damn time and I, I just i don't like what i'm seeing okay and it, here's the thing if if mayweather loses or ties then that's how you know okay it's just nothing no, but a marketing Liam, can i tell you something jake paul and money. logan paul have made you talk about boxing when's the yeah. last time you talked about boxing beforehand that's a fact i i can answer that that was when the irish mma fighter fought mayweather Yes, that was the last time. Both those, sorry, I guess one of them. One of those guys wasn't even a real boxer. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's just... Liam was very I drunk, I, and I played Heaven by Brian Adams, and he took his shirt off. It's a f- great song. Whoa, 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 that's another bleep right there. <laughs> I got two now. I got the one at the beginning, and I got this one. <laughs> just got to keep you on point, man. That's all it is. Well, Mark, do you like boxing or no? <laughs> I absolutely love boxing. Okay. It's been a very close place in my heart since I was a little kid. Love boxing. Do you agree with what I'm saying or no? Like, is Logan and Jake Paul not making it more relevant now? Absolutely. You would not believe how many more boxing conversations I've had since these two. Amen. Amen. Because, look, man, everybody wants to see them go in there and get their asses kicked. And until it happens, and even after it happens... People are going to keep tuning in. People are going yeah. to keep tweeting about it, talking about it, or whatever. It's Here, nothing but good for boxing. Here's the best part, too. Those young guys who people are saying the Logans are and uh, Jake are stealing like the spotlight from, they will eventually get the spotlight because those two are putting it on those events. Hey, it's man, just a I, win for I everybody. Here's the thing. Look, I don't feel I don't have a whole lot of good to say about either of those two. I don't really have a strong opinion, but you know, there's not a whole lot of redeemable qualities. But I'll say this: if you have a problem with what they're doing, do something about it. Go knock their ass out. Until then, uh, have a coca smile and shut the bleep up. Oh my gosh! Can can we have Liam versus Jake Paul live at the Pentagon? Yep, that's I'd, happening. I'd pay, Let's make I'd that pay happen. good money for that. Not the octagon, the I, Pentagon. Like we're no. gonna rent out the the government agency in the U.S. and they're gonna fight like in the foyer. <laughs> the My foyer. <laughs> Liam, you have a right to defend yourself here, though. What's your defense here? Here, the thing is, is like, yes, they are making boxing relevant, and this is coming from something like I have been boxing. I I used to like do boxing back. You in could high beat school. me up. I agree. You know. You know, I and seeing this stuff, yeah, they're making it more relevant, but I feel like it's losing the spirit of boxing. You know, because now it's just it's nothing. It looks like more of a money scheme now. Where okay, you know, they boxing, put on man, boxing big shows. It's always been, been about scheme. money, but the promoters used to run it. It's, now the boxers are now running it more. Yeah, but then they're pulling off like you know the, the let's talk about the last uh, fight where it's got nothing but negative like negative things said about it. You know that that doesn't look good. I'm, all yeah, publicity is good. Publicity people are talking man. about it. To be it. fair, people said the Black Keys performance was really good. Well, it's because it's the Black Keys. But either way, 
it's just it's to me it's losing its spirit you know it's i, but, I just i but don't a, like it like personally. but evander it, it, it makes me disagrees so does mike tyson like all these old guys they think this is great for boxing and they appreciate a lot of them don't really i don't think like logan but a lot of them actually respect jake paul because he's putting so much work into boxing and he's trying to bridge the kind of celebrity with the boxing like atmosphere together and they actually really like it though like max kellerman had him on his show and that's what they were talking about and trust me i got no love for max kellerman look they can probably change my opinion if i see a good fight you know, not these half-assed, you know, Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul or Ben Askren versus whatever. It was a Jake. KSI. Yeah. And then, yeah, or, and then the, these just guys on YouTube that are just fighting to, like, settle beef. That's how this stuff started. And now it's just turned into, oh, yeah, let me go talk to some, you know, athlete has-beens and get them into a sport that they haven't done You're before. You're talking about Even it right ben now, Askren. though. He so was never working. a boxer. And I'm not, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm talking about it, but I'm also talking negatively. Okay, so Liam, would you rather have like a random Russian guy and a random American guy just box on some pay per view that makes like fifty thousand dollars? Would you rather that than this? I mean, if it's because that's what boxing was. That's what it was for a long time. Like uh, the biggest one before this, I would say was besides the McGregor and uh, what's his name Uh, Mayweather. Sorry, that was very disrespectful. Was Mayweather Pacquiao? The biggest other fight was, was the, pack, yeah. what, what was the Tyson Fury and uh, Joshua. Anthony Joshua. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. That was a good fight. Yeah. yeah. I like that fight, actually. Like, that was another, like, marquee match. But this is only going to make, if they ever do have, like, another match, even bigger. Like, these, that, these guys are making boxing more relevant. I think it's fantastic for the sport. I love it. I mean, I am looking forward to this Logan Paul Mayweather fight for a few things. One, I just want, I really want to see Logan just hit the canvas like you wouldn't believe. But I also think it would be a good fight because you are bringing in, Mayweather is still a great fighter. And, you know, seeing that come in, I think it would just be a good fight for that. And that is where it's going to change my mind is if that fight actually comes out to be, you know, just an awful concert mixed with some okay fights, then, you know, I want it to be more than that for sure. Mark, you tell me if we're not on the same page here, okay? Okay. I think me and you are more so looking at this from like a relevance standpoint and Liam's looking at from like a pure boxing standpoint. I think that's where our ideologies are kind of differing on this. I feel like I don't want to I don't want to shoot down uh, Liam's understanding of boxing and the business and the entertainment side of it and all of it. I think we're looking at it from a sense that we have knowledge of the history of boxing and how it's how it's been promoted and how it's all worked and everything. I get that it, it's frustrating that these guys can just come into boxing and and kind of dominate the airwaves and the media and everything else and and have the success in it. But you got to understand, man. Every great story has a villain. Like these these guys, us constantly want to see these guys and paying to pay for pay per views or whatever. Just to see these guys get their asses whooped is good publicity. It's good for boxing. It's good for it's like in any other sport when there's a team that. When there's the pylon team, like the 2012 Miami Heat or whatever, <laughs> where everybody just wants to see them lose, right? Uh, stop bringing that up. <laughs> exactly my point. But it's, it's good for the game in a way because when somebody – or 2011, when, when the Mavericks beat them, that was, that's still one of the most pure, incredible championships ever, regardless whether you're a Mavericks fan or not. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's So when 
when Jake and Logan Paul finally get their asses whooped in the ring by somebody legitimate or maybe an underdog, whatever it is, it's going to be that much better for boxing and they can continue to keep taking these fights and whatever else because it's, you know, I think the the mass is looking at the, is looking at Logan and Jake Paul the same way as, you know, you look at Conor McGregor, some people love him, some people hate him. Everybody is looking at Logan and Jake Paul the way people that hate McGregor look at him. It's like, oh, you've got all this extra nonsense. He's, he's just constantly yapping and whatever else, but he backs it up. So far, Jake Paul has done that. I, I don't. I have really haven't seen any of Logan Paul's fights, but so far, Jake Paul has backed it up. Again, say what you will about the opponent selection, but it's all in all, I do think it's good for boxing as a whole. Because it opens up opportunities for so many other fighters to to continue to build on their own careers and to get the attention that they've been lacking since UFC took over. Yeah, and I, I, I am agreeing with you guys. It is bigger than it was, you know, five, maybe even ten years ago. But just looking yeah. at it from someone who, you know, used to box, used to follow the sport so much and loves seeing, you know, people like Roy Jones, people like Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield – like seeing these guys who are actual professional fighters who have trained their whole life for it, you know, to now where it's just these guys on YouTube who haven't been training. They did one fight and think they can do the rest. It's kind of like a, okay, cool. This is kind of a half-assed thing now at this point, you know, and it's, it's like the same thing as what if the NBA turned into nothing but just, you know, Jake Paul, Logan Paul dominating the NBA. Wouldn't you be like, okay, great, basketball's now just this big marketing scheme? Uh, it already is a marketing scheme. Big name YouTuber. Yeah. Look, look at look the way the but rules the- and the the way offenses and stuff have changed. It's a it's a it's a highlight driven game at this point. We get, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and that's where I talked to you is where I kind of stopped watching basketballs because I. You know, it's just nothing but threes and just highlight plays. It's incredibly frustrating. I'm with you on that. And and that's the same thing with boxing now. It's incredibly frustrating to watch because you see these guys that have done nothing but, you know, do a fight once or twice and think they're top shit. Sorry, Ryan, but this is a very passionate. (laughs) This is a very passionate topic. Uh It's it's just. You know, I, I'm I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of it. But Ocho Cinco oh. is now uh, going to be an undercard <laughs> after that whole fight. <laughs> Ocho Cinco, you can't have a third and ten without an argument between me and yeah. Jacob. But uh, Ocho Cinco is now uh, signed off to be an undercard for the Logan Paul Mayweather fight that's going to be happening. Uh, don't know who he's going against, but I would love to see. Oh. Dude, Chad Johnson versus uh, Carson Palmer. <laughs> yeah, good luck getting Carson Palmer to come. Okay, fine. T.O. versus uh, Chad Johnson. Now that's a fight. What about Pac-Man Jones? Huh. Ooh. Oh, even better. I like that. Either way. So, yeah, so Undercard is uh, now going to involve NFL, I would say legend at this point, Chad Ochocinco. And the second story I wanted to bring up was Tom Brady today said something about the Edelman retirement. Uh Said, we know Julian didn't retire. Let's be honest. He's too scared to tell Bill he wants to come to Tampa. I've been there. Oh, snap. 
They they <laughs> they say he's gonna pull a Gronk. He might pull a Gronk. Maybe I don't he'll know. just what, steal what Scotty from? Miller's identity. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that. I don't know. Do you, do you think that's true, or do you think Brady's just trying to poke fun? Ooh, that's uh, honestly, it's hard to tell with him, isn't it? I think he's poking fun, but I it mean, wouldn't surprise me if it happened. It's just Jules has got to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the reason he was cut from the Patriots because of his – I think he, like, failed his physical. Yeah. Right. Is it possible maybe both parts are true? Like, maybe, maybe. Brady's kind of saying what, like, he genuinely believes, but he's doing it in a way to poke fun at him. Brady paid off the trainers, gave him a failed physical, so he retired. And then said, "Hey, look! If you come to Tampa or to, to Tampa, well, I'll change your life forever." You think that's what it was? He, he called Jules as soon as he heard about the cut. Was like, "Hey, babe, listen, do TB12 for like two weeks, and you're gonna be fine." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come down to Tampa, do some TB12. You're gonna be fine. Don't even come worry to, about come it. Come to Tampa, babe. Feel the yeah. sunshine. I'm just imagine like you to Mr. Theory. Arians. <laughs> You'll be like Randy Moss. Don't now. Work. You have to Come remember like three times as many routes as you had to before, but that's okay. <laughs> you're also going to try to. You're also going to try to fill in the spot for Mike Evans and Antonio Brown. Uh, but Sammy Watkins left, so you can get the number three. If spot. anyone asks you, your name is Scotty Miller. Okay. <laughs> you got to shave too. <laughs> you got to shave. <laughs> Scotty Miller Scotty is just Miller like tied up in his basement. He's like, shh. All right. You got, any, you got, got any other stories on the fly here, gentlemen? I've got nothing. This is all you guys now. Yeah. Uh, Mark, do you want to you plug a little bit? Hell yeah, I want to plug. All right. Um, first off, again, appreciate you, gentlemen, for having me on. You can find me on the Brush Crew Podcast on all available audio platforms. We're also on YouTube at Brush Crew TV. That's fresh with a B. Crew TV, me and my co-host Road Dog and partner in Crime Dealer Grant. Uh, we got we got a whole bunch of whole bunch of calculated nonsense on there, man. Little short films, podcasts, interviews, anything and everything, man. We're out here doing it. Yeah, and I'll be dropping a Even- link to the YouTube and the in the Spotify for the podcast in the description as well. Appreciate you. And hey, maybe you'll see me in a couple episodes and uh, videos. Actually, you will if you go take a look. Yeah, so. you're already in some, Liam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, I meant that. Sidebar, gentlemen, let's make this uh, let's make this collaboration thing a, a bit more regular. I really enjoy this. This is cool. For sure. Ah, let's not. Anyway, oh, okay, harsh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm done hearing you already. I'm done hearing about him. You know say some bad things about the Browns all the time. Now I don't want to hear it in my own Liam, show. Liam, I'm going to need some ketchup for all the harsh Browns you're serving up. Ryan, I'll, I'll, that was kind of funny, but I'm not going to laugh to give you like the what's the yeah. word? The, the, <laughs> the feeling that you did good. I have yeah, one thing okay, I actually want to play. To go for it, buddy. Alright, I'm it. excited. I've been working on this script the last few days. Have you guys ever seen the movie No Country for Old Men? Never. Uh, yeah, oh, Javier Bottom, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I watched it for the first time a few weeks ago, and I was so blown away by it. I've been doing, like, literally two weeks of just notes about how much I love the movie. So I'm hoping in the next few days to drop a review on that on my other channel, Benchwarmers Club. So I'm excited for that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, right. Just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, go take a listen yeah, to I'll it. be tuned in for that. All right. So, as always, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, at 3rd and 10 Show. And hopefully we don't make you wait too long for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Start editing, Ryan, right now.